0: If you're looking for a quality Kickstarter marketing specialist, I recommend the folks over at Next Level Web. They charge flat fees with an easy monthly agreement, and they get serious results. Their goal is to get you funded on day one, and their rate of success for that is above 90%, regardless if you're a veteran or a first-time creator. As a client myself, I can personally attest to their quality as they have helped me raise tens of thousands of dollars for my own projects. So if your email list looks pitiful, but your game is awesome, Head on over to nextlevelweb.com slash kickstarter and take your marketing to the next level.
1: Hosting for the Board Game Design Lab podcast is sponsored by Quartermaster Logistics, the leader in crowdfunding fulfillment and warehousing. Check them out at qmlogistics.com. Welcome to the Board Game Design Lab podcast. A proud member of the Dice Tower Network. Each week, we want to bring you an insightful interview on a specific topic in board game design to help you design and create games people love. And now, here's your host, Gabe Barrett.
0: What's up, my friends? Welcome to the Board Game Design Lab. Today, we're talking about promotion. We're talking about self-promotion. What does it look like to promote you, your games, your game designs, your Kickstarter launch that's about to happen. How do you do that without seeming like a used car salesman, without feeling slimy on the inside? It's a challenging thing. And we're talking to a guy that runs one of the the biggest Facebook communities for board gamers. And so I definitely wanted to bring him in and just get his opinions on this. Mr. Thomas Covert from Board Game Revolution. Thomas, welcome to the show. Howdy. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, man, really glad that you're here. You're a guy that's been doing this community management thing for a while. Uh, You just crossed over 50,000 members in your community, which is just mind-boggling, and I'm sure you're just sitting there thinking, how how is this
2: possible? And it's been a little over six years, I think, five or six years, so it's pretty fast.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, man. And so I just wanted to pick your brain on how to do this effectively. What are some of the do's and the don'ts? How do you do it without feeling kind of icky, without feeling like a or seeming like a used car? Salesman and all that, but before we get right. into it, who are you? How did you get into gaming? How'd you get into the the BGR, all that kind of thing?
2: All right, um my background in gaming actually came from working in music. I think early two thousand, uh, I was two thousand and most of the two thousands, right uh, up until twenty twelve. I was doing you know music and live sound. I'm an audio engineer by trade, and did that for for a good stint. And just all the computer time when I was doing editing for music and. Different things for projects, recording bands. You just wanted a break, you know? So I found analog gaming to be a thing. I stumbled on the Arkham Horror card game and oh no, I'm sorry. It was called Cthulhu card game. It was a CCG at the time. Eric Lang designed, ended up playtesting it, working with uh, a local guy that was in touch with FFG. So I got to see some of the inner workings and I just fell in love with it, man. Like that was my first uh real big take into gaming. And I got a little into magic and then I just started with Thematic games, horror games, stuff that appealed to my themes. And then I learned about mechanics and I fell down that rabbit hole where it's like, I want to try everything. And now I have too many games and I'm trying to, you know, climb my way out of that pit. <laughs> so um <clears throat> it's a cycle I see in a lot of gamers, you know. But BGR was a happy accident. You know, I started a group, I just wanted a place to call my own, have a little control of the rules. You know, I just wanted to do more things too. Like not a lot of them were on on any other platforms i figured try twitter and instagram which we've done and it just kind of grew ahead of me you know i had good people helping along the way a lot of different mods just all with the same goal we just wanted a place that's welcoming you know we have heated discussions that's fine but we don't need to you know we don't want anybody to feel like attacked or unwelcome and you know allow people to promote but not be spammy so it's been a lot of growing pains getting there and i'm sure i've burn some bridges. I'm rough around the edges, but, you know, always trying to polish things and, and look at the bright side and keep keep moving forward. Right. And I'm just flattered to be here, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. But anytime you have a group of that size, I mean, we're talking about 50,000 people, you're going to rub people the That's wrong way. Manage. Yeah, exactly. Like no matter yeah. what you do, somebody's going to be upset or annoyed or frustrated or whatever, but it's just incredible to see the growth in there. And I love that group. I love interacting with people in there. I love posting things about my games and saying, hey, guys, check this out. And I get so many cool comments and so much encouragement, but then also just interacting with other people you know, about games that they're playing or things that they're seeing or, or learning. And so it's just a really great place that I highly recommend people check out, and that's Board Game Revolution. I and I put a, yeah, and I'll put a link in the show notes for people to find it a lot easier. But uh, let's just dive into self-promotion, how to do this effectively so what would be maybe just off the top of your head just some of your top tips as far as like how to do this how to self-promote your game your kickstarter without seeming slimy without seeming like you're a, an, an infomercial or an hsn or something like that how do you do it
2: yeah so one of the key things that we strive for uh as moderators as an admin even someone who promotes games and, and it's not an easy thing you know you get busy and you're in a hurry you know but engagement is going to be my keyword that's that's What I try to focus on, you know, keeping things captivating, grabbing the audience's attention, right? Standing out in the crowd. Um, it's it's a it's a tough challenge, right? So a lot of times the I got some do's and don'ts, I guess I jotted down since you asked me to be here, right? So I could say with the don'ts, like the link dumping and spamming multiple groups at once, you know, you can take a good post and and sour it by doing that. Most people are in a lot of the different groups. One thing I like to say is, you know, BGR is a big group but we're not just we're not really separate it's just fifty thousand people that are into board games right we are the community and you're trying to engage with your audience and you want to build something organically in my opinion it, it, you get and you got to start early a lot of people sometimes wait too too long um there's there's points along the process that that are good opportunities to promote your game in, a, in a, an engaging way like sharing the box cover as it's almost finished maybe you, you get it in pencil sketch and then you show a before and after ask people if they like it try to be honest about that sometimes we know you don't care it's already done that's fine you know um, but it's still a good discussion it gets people excited you don't have to worry about including the links all the time I think some people are, are too hyper focused on collect, collecting those clicks and those emails I know they're important but maybe time and place try to get people interested in the game at first right share your story. People are going to, if they like your game and what you're doing, they're going to look it up. I mean, so have a landing page, have your stuff in order and they'll find it. They'll sign up and you can, you know, run your targeted ads later, you know, but with the communities, I think too many people are stopped like hit and run. Like, bam, here's my game. Here's my updates. Like nobody cares. I mean, it's all going to turn into white noise when you do that. You just, that stuff just scrolls, you scroll right by it.
0: I feel like a lot of times it's not about engagement, it's a for most people like they're posting stuff and they're just saying hey go buy my thing hey look at this thing yes as opposed to saying hey guys I'm part of the community I want your opinion I want your ideas I, I want you to check out this thing with me as opposed to me just like right. throwing something at your at your doorstep basically right and so I feel like that's a that's, good point. That's, mm-hmm. that's a big thing is engagement and really thinking through how am I going to engage with people here you know how are they going to be able to comment are they going to be able to give me feedback or anything like that. And then also, I need to be willing and and able to take the feedback if it's negative. If people are like, hey, this is awful. Hey, this looks really bad. You need to fix this and being open
2: to that as well. Yeah. Well, like if your graphic design's not completely done or could be better, if it's not colorblind friendly, that's a big thing for me. I'll point it out. You know, be open to take that feedback because you want your game accessible to as many people as you can.
0: Yeah, definitely. All right. So what are some of the other uh, do's and don'ts there?
2: So, yeah, we're talking about engagement. And you mentioned sharing your story. I think that's a good angle, you know, like having people be interested in the game for what it, you know, like your story, you're a gamer. Um, one of the suggestions that that we have in our rules, which is it's a guideline. It's a rule. They've changed over time. We used to be, you know, a little more heavy handed. We try to lay back lately and we know everybody needs to promote our rules Just say, you know, start with a question an engaging one. Okay. But that, that could be kind of gray. What does that mean? Right. Not like, Hey, have you seen my game? Do you like my game? (laughs) Have you seen my video? Those are not really engaging questions. But if it's a worker placement game, maybe what's your favorite worker placement game? And then, you know, start with that. And then maybe say, I love worker placement so much, it inspired me to make my own game. And then a little blurb, share some assets, you know, in the post as opposed to just dropping a link there. And there's two reasons for that. Facebook algorithms are really tricky and fickle and they keep changing. Everybody knows that. And they're very frustrating for all of us. And I've noticed. It comes and goes what works but i know links usually get downgraded um a lot of stuff with tags sometimes will so that's kind of why we push for questions maybe save your links for the comment uh start if you're going to add a link to a post add the picture first and that way you know that's loaded and then you can put your link in and the link doesn't take over the post uh preview or whatever it is so that way you know start with a question you can use bold font Uh, on the desktop for Facebook, you know, make it look good, make your question stand out, then, then throw your preamble in there. And like I said, try to engage with people and, and, and and get the audience to want to care about your game. And if it's good, they're going to follow you, you know?
0: Yeah. hundred percent. All right. Let's, uh, let's keep traveling down this road with do's and don'ts. Let's talk about rules. Every Facebook community, every group online has different rules. Why, why do some rules exist? Like what are some of the common ones that you see, And then let's talk about uh, the annoying thing where someone's like, Hey, you you guys can delete this if this is not allowed. And then they post some random thing. They clearly didn't. Oh yeah. Clearly didn't read the rules at all. And so let's talk about rules.
2: So rules. And I'm going to add pet peeves. So obviously everybody's going to, every community is a little different. You should be mindful of their rules. Posting delete. If not allowed to me, signifies you didn't take the time to look or you don't care. I mean, it's just an assumption, but that's how it looks. Maybe you did and you're just confused. Uh, I would reach out to the to the moderators or admin and just say, hey, can you know, help me make a post good? Um, be mindful of those rules. Ours, like I said, we've laid back and we say maybe once a week, limit to once a week, start with a question. but That doesn't mean because it says once a week that you can just post and run every once a week. You still want to try and make it something that's going to get comments. And I want to throw in one point about that, because obviously, if you don't know this, the more comments you get, the more people that are going to see it the more it's going to be shown to people in their feed, right? That's going to help you in the long run, but the rules are there usually to keep them spam free. And you don't want to be looked at as spam. If you're posting the same thing in 15 groups, that's not going to help you, but also be willing to take the rules or the, or or your mistakes and be humble about it. You know, don't go after the mod going what the F why did you delete my stuff and and be aggressive about it? You know, try to be human and, and respectful. Hopefully they're respectful back. Everybody has bad days. Texts can be tough, but, you know, try, try to work on whatever maybe didn't work. And, and definitely, you know, don't tick off the mods. You, you don't want to alienate yourself from, from different groups or whatever.
0: Right. You want to make sure you maintain the rules and relationship as best you can, because these are the people that are going to hopefully help you promote. You know, they're going to come in and engage with comments. They, they want to see the group do well. They want to see people engaging in, in the group. And so these are definitely people you want to, uh, to keep on, on good terms. And like you said, send them, send a message. If you're not sure, maybe you read the rules and maybe there's something that's a little bit unclear. Maybe you've got something that's a little bit of an edge case or something like that. And you're not sure Well, send them a message. Go on there, figure out who the mods are, the admins, and then just click send a message And just ask. And 99% of the time, when I get a message from somebody that wants to promote a convention or they want to promote some service for game designers or publishers or something like that, they say, hey, is this okay? 99% of the time, it's go for it. Yes, please. Please post that in there. I would love for people to know about your service, to know about your convention, to know about whatever you're working on. That sounds awesome. Go for it. But it's always nice when they ask if they're not sure. Right. And so I think that's really Sometimes you're like,
2: why did they ask? This looks obvious. And you wonder. My tactics that I that I think work well, or it's things that I've done and I see, I mean, not everything's hundred percent, right? Uh, one pet peeve that drives me nuts besides, you know, don't, you know, delete if not allowed, but tagging people in the comments and, and, and doing stuff like that, or like spamming your, your, your game in the comments when people are asking questions and it's no relevance to what they're talking about. Like they're asking for favorite worker placement games. You're like, oh, my worker placement games. Awesome. You should check it out. It's coming to Kickstarter. Like that's kind of tacky. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of that. I don't know if you ever experienced that game. Oh
0: yeah. And I always, I'm always in a conundrum. Cause like if someone's like, Hey, I really want a, a good solo game, a thematic, whatever. I, I kind of want to post my game at the same time. I, it feels weird. And so I don't know. What do you think right. about that? I understand like if a game isn't out yet and if someone's like, Hey, I want to buy a new worker placement game and your game's coming out like, uh, you know, a year or two from now, maybe that's not the right time, but what are your thoughts on, Hey, my game, I feel like fits this question It is obviously self-promotional. I am obviously making money uh, off of this if you buy it, but what are your thoughts on me posting my game in the comments for those questions?
2: Right. I mean, if you're just answering though, you know, they can look it up, but some people will just drop links to their, their own group and that's it, you know, but if you're honest, like, Hey, I worked hard on a, on game XYZ. It's literally what you're looking for. Hope you can try it out. And let me know, you know what I mean? They they can do their own research and figure it out. I mean, Is anybody going to give you a hard time if you're sincere and uh, honest, right? I hope not. Right. And I think that's the the key, being
0: honest and saying, hey, I designed a game that I think fits exactly what you're looking for. It's called X, right? I think that's a much better thing than just dropping a link or or just coming in there and kind of being underhanded and be like, oh, well, you should definitely check out this game. And, well, it's your game. You know, like I think just being clear that it is your game. You are going to gain something financially from someone playing it. Um, Just be open about it. Right. All right, so let's uh, let's keep traveling down this road a little bit as far as like the uh, asking a, a question or, or posting something on there that's not really engagement. We see it all the time in these groups where it's like, "Hey, what do you like, A or B?" And maybe it's two box covers, maybe it's two different card layouts or templates or something like that. But the differences are so inconsequential. It like, okay, one is a little bit red, one is a little bit pink. Who cares? Does this right. really matter? We're not t- if you're not talking about colorblind nature of, of colors or something like that, like. Does it matter if it's blue or red? I don't know. Probably not. And so, tell me your thoughts on that because I feel like these posts are obviously self promotional, pretending to be right. engaging. And so, how can you do those kinds of posts effectively so that it's not as you know kind of slimy?
2: Right, like posting tactics for your own, mo- you know, how to promote. I think I would call it call it that. So. Definitely the A, B thing is weird. Most people know what you're up to when you do it. I think somebody commented on a post I just made asking uh, about that right before we did this cast. And a few of the community members mentioned that. They'd rather you just say you're promoting. So my suggestion is what I go back to earlier, where if you go along in the process and and try to make opportunities to engage the community, you know, show them before and after or show them something you're struggling with if it's graphic design there's there's moments that you've probably solved solutions on your team that you could take the community which like i said if you solved it so what i mean it's a good opportunity to get their feedback maybe they come up with something that you didn't think of right so those are better chances and opportunities to to engage and and interact with people as opposed to just in hindsight throwing like some art assets you found around a better way would be to show different characters from the game. So if you don't need feedback, you can show off the character and say, "Hey, these are, you know, which hero would you pick? Uh, which one stands out the most to you? Which one would you identify with?" Stuff like that. You can ask other kinds of questions. But definitely, I think the AB one's a little tricky. Box covers work really well cuz sometimes people are trying to figure out where to put the logo, what what looks too busy. Those are definitely great opportunities to get Man, I think uh, I just saw somebody do that the other day uh Aiden for for one of his new games and he got like 400 comments. I mean that's insane. Yeah. If you take the opportunity and and keep it honest, keep it sincere, try to make it something to to involve people to where they feel they're making a choice. It's gonna matter and it's not just, you know, happenstance or whatever.
0: Right. And along these same lines, I've seen so many people claim that they're asking for feedback and they've got these different options. They've got different things are going on and they're trying to figure out what's the best option or what's the best path to take. And then they do get a bunch of comments. And a lot of times these comment sections will be kind of, there's a similar thing going on where a lot of people are noticing the same issues they're noticing the same problems. And then, you know, maybe a few weeks later, a month later, the designer, the publisher, they post that box cover again. They post those cards again. And obviously they've taken none of the feedback seriously. They've taken none of the advice. They've not read any of the comments apparently. And they're saying, Hey, check this out. And it's like, well, Why are you even asking if you don't actually care what we think? And again, if you're just going to be self-promotional, fine. Say, hey, here, check out my cards. Check out my box cover. But if you ask for feedback and you get a lot of the same answers saying, hey, this is not colorblind friendly. Hey, those characters uh, don't look good. Or, hey, what's going on with this, that, or the other? And then you don't actually respond and you don't actually take the feedback seriously. What you're telling people is, hey, if I ask you for feedback, don't give it to me because I don't actually care. And so you're going to really have have a hard time. for taking it. Yeah, absolutely. And because if you don't, you're going to have a hard time asking those questions in the future because people remember, they remember you, they remember your company and they go, oh, you're the person that pretends to ask for feedback. Why should I care? And they're probably going to say that in the comments. <laughs> like it's not something that they're just going to think. Right. They're also going to bring it up. It's like, well, last time you asked, you didn't actually take it seriously. So what are we doing here? And so just be aware of that. If you ask for feedback, take it seriously.
2: Right. Be willing to not only just take the feedback, but also maybe come back and, and follow up to things like, in the questions if you're asking questions or whatever in the comments engage with people make sure you have time that's another thing I'm glad you brought that up uh make sure you have time for the post if you, when you make them um I want to talk about spreading posts out and 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 maybe tactics across different groups so if you're going to post and you're trying to be engaging then be engaged like stick around and you know thank people for commenting whatever it may be you know be sincere just respond that helps bump the post the more comments you get the better don't overdo it you know, where it's obvious you're trying too hard, but if people are giving you some insight or some feedback, you know, come along and thank them and make notes as needed or whatever you got going on. And if you if you do make changes, like Gabe said, and you actually do it and you're not just faking it, come back and show them maybe, hey, this is you guys were real helpful. This is what worked. What do you all think now? Right. That works. As far as cross posting, I think a lot of people neglect that fact that a lot of people are in many groups of the same groups they are going to see the posts that you put in 15 different times in your timeline, it's gonna show up. Like if I'm in 10 different groups and you post in five of them, I'm gonna see your post one minute apart. Um I think it's best if you're gonna try these tactics, space them out, plan them out, be strategic. Don't be afraid to try them again. If something doesn't work, um, it could have been the time of day. I find posting early in the day works better. It depends on your time zone in the group. Um but usually early in the day, the algorithms are slow on Facebook sometimes, especially lately. Sometimes things are showing up a day later. So you have to be mindful of that. Don't give up right away. I oh, I posted an hour later. I don't have any comments. Maybe you gotta bump it, have a friend bump it, whatever, you know. Maybe reconsider what you asked or the images you shared. Maybe there was a link that tripped it up. Try again without it. Go delete your old post. You know, that way you're not just leaving it linger. Nobody's gonna care if you delete the other one.
0: Right. One thing I like to do is if I'm if I am gonna post in multiple groups, is I ask different questions. As, as I try to make it not the same exact copy paste, you know, obviously I'm just right. crossed. It's still space them out though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but like you're saying, like engage things differently, understand, like if you're going to post something in the board game design lab group, That's probably gonna be a different question. That's like you're gonna engage differently than if you post in Board Game Revolution, where it's mostly just normal gamers that aren't game designers, they're not publishers, they're just people who love games. Like you're probably gonna ask a different, or you probably should be asking a different question in those two different scenarios. And so just thinking through just being intentional and like you said, having the time, like maybe put it on your schedule. It's like, all right, I'm gonna post this on Tuesday morning. And I've got some time in my schedule there where I can be in the comments and I can interact with people and I can say, oh, I really appreciate that. Oh, that's a really good idea. Or, hey, do you have any uh, links or anything like that? Or or can you go a little bit deeper and help me understand? But just be around. Yeah, because people
2: might ask questions like what kind of, you know, what inspired you or what kind of mechanics is it? You know, if you show the box cover, people might be interested. So that's your opportunity to engage with them and and build a quick audience right there. I think over time, too, is another factor people don't consider when you start. uh, There was a question asked about. When we should start promoting, you know, definitely not the, if, if you, if I'm seeing your campaign, the day you launched, you did something wrong. Right. <laughs> um, not that I'm know everything that's coming out, but I, I, pretty, pretty much have my ear to the ground. Right. So I see a lot of different projects and it's definitely don't wait to last minute, start two or three months in advance, you know, try to include, make sure you're doing those tactics earlier too. Uh, otherwise you're just scrambling. And that's why I think a lot of people end up just spamming stuff. Cause it's a last, dis- it's a last ditch effort. Right. It's Hail Mary.
0: Yeah. One of the main things I tell people early on is get your box cover done as soon as you can, right? As oh, soon yeah. as you know what it's going to be, go ahead and pay for that. And that can be a really a great way to introduce the game, even if it's going to come to Kickstarter next year or six months from now, whatever, but you can say, Hey, here's the box cover. Cause hopefully that box cover gives people a really good idea of what the game is. What type of game is it? What's the theme? What's the tone? Obviously the name of the game, you know, what's the player count and the time and all that good stuff. Like, Just from that one image, hopefully they can get a lot of that information and it can really kick off your marketing strategy, your promotional strategy. That'd be one thing I would definitely do early on. Do you have any advice as far as like other things? What are some of the other things that people can be posting along the way that will get
2: people interested? I I think sharing the story, if you will, uh, using assets, whether it's the digital mockups, the player boards, icons that you're using on the cards. Those are all great things to to. If it's, especially if you're, you're doing a good job, right. And it looks good and you're proud of it and you want to share it. Those are great opportunities to use that, to make a post like, Hey, we just got these, we just worked on the board and the cards and does everything look good. I think feedback's a great way to build engagement. I think it's not used enough. Um, it probably because it's been tainted a little by the people who don't really want it. Right. I just think if you present it in a way that it's sincere, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be received that way. Right. Box cover is definitely a good one. You know, asking people, Questions related to what type of game it is, like I said, with worker placement, or if it's got minis, if standees, or if you're trying to decide, you can always do the, which would you prefer? Show them a mock-up of either. That's going to get a ton of comments, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right. Anything else that comes through on your do's and don'ts list that we haven't covered yet?
2: Yes. Referrals, man. So track your efforts. Too many times I see stuff that's live where I'll see a BGG ad and there's no referral link. I just, I just scratch my head.
0: Tell people what that means real quick. What do you mean by referral?
2: Okay, so referral or tracking link, Kickstarter, GameFound, you can use Bitly, but Kickstarter, you can make referral links after your campaign's live from the dashboard. It's going to show you where your your funds are coming in from. GameFound lets you do it before the campaign launches it and, and the same link will work all the way through. So you can assign different things. Like I can put Board Game Design Lab, Board Game Revolution, Facebook ad, Twitter ad, and then start tracking what's getting you backers. So, but you can also flip that and try it with before you launch, right? Maybe you just set up bit.ly and use that for free. If you're going to be sharing your links or your email signups or running targeted ads, track the stuff, see what's getting you backers, what's worth putting energy in. It might help you decide which groups you're posting. So you don't just constantly post in 50 of the same ones, right? Maybe three of them really clicked with you. It was casual games or maybe BGR worked well, or maybe the design lab, you know, is, is working really well for you. Like focus on that and and, and keep your audience tuned in there and, and you can kind of Space out your efforts. So you're not wasting your time on something else, right? Also helps you after the fact go, okay, that didn't get me any money. I'm not going to use that again. I'm not going to do, you know, that targeted ad didn't work, or this giveaway didn't work, or this email promotion wasn't giving us the return it should. Look at maybe why that happened. I don't know. A lot of people seem to to forget that. I, I would assume some people don't want to track it. Maybe they don't want to see how bad it's doing. We ask all our clients to give us referral links so we can prove or at least try to figure out if we're doing right. You know, I try to give our money back to people, <laughs> try to help them make money. That's the goal, right? Yeah, no
0: doubt. And like you're saying, it's all about measurement, right? And and knowing the truth and not just guessing and not just thinking, oh, I think the Facebook ad is bringing in backers. But if right. you don't really know that, if you don't have the data to back that up, it's it's hard to say that for sure. And it's all about just being able to measure your uh, your effort, right? And knowing where the money is working for you and where you need to cut it off and where you need to put more money into. Because the truth is 80% of your results are going to come from around 20% of your efforts. And so it's really about figuring out, okay, where is that 20% and how do I just pump as much effort and much money in the ads or whatever into that handful of things? Because that's where the majority of my results are going to come from.
2: Yeah, and sadly, you know, ROI is not completely trackable. You're just going to have to cost, you know, chalk it up to that's part of the game. You spend money to make money, you know, not everything is quantifiable, but there definitely is tracking. We track most time two to 3% of, you know, ROI for what people pay for our service. I try to keep our costs low. I'm not trying to brag here or advertise, but it's just you want to look at the, the you know, what you're investing in. Is that giving you the return? You know, if you put 30,000 in Facebook ads and you only made a dollar or more realistically a thousand, maybe your ads aren't set up right, you know? So definitely, definitely need to track your efforts.
0: Right. And let's, uh, let's switch gears a little bit. and Let's talk about paid services, paid marketing opportunities for like the board game design lab. I mean, I have a, a thing where you can pay a sponsorship fee. You can sponsor a week of content and then you get your, your banner uh, in the Facebook group, you get some banners in the emails. You get a 60-second ad in front of the podcast. That's a way that the Board Game Design Lab makes a little bit of extra money to keep the lights on. I know Board Game Revolution, you have some really cool things you guys do over there where publishers can pay for giveaways and the banners and, and different things like that. And so tell me just your thoughts in general about like how designers, how publishers should be approaching these opportunities. Is it just like get on as many groups as possible or is it be more targeted? Like Just in general, and then we can kind of yeah. talk about specifics in a minute.
2: Yeah, I'll start with the giveaways because there's some people have a sour taste in their mouth. There's been people that succeed at them, people that fail. I feel we do them well. There's groups that don't, and it also makes people think, you know, hey, they're not worth it. There's a lot of lot of debate about giveaways and how to use them. I know um, there's been some di- discussions in some of the you know marketing groups trying to get emails versus tracking people that notify me. I definitely think you can oversaturate giveaways. You trying to do 15 at once in in 15 different groups. It's just Me as a backer or somebody who enters giveaways, I'm going to go, wait, did I enter that one? Like you're going to forget, like you want to stagger them. So one, one key point I try to give to my clients is if you're going to do other stuff that's competing, that's great. Uh, We we would rather obviously people focus on us, but if they're going to do their own, like let's stagger them. Let's, let's be strategic, right? Like you do yours this week before launch and I'll start ours after. So we have, we can push them both. And also don't be afraid to share the stuff you're doing some, Publishers will run giveaways, and then you never really see them share or tweet it. And I know you're paying that marketing agency or whatever to do that work for you, but it—you want to share it too. I mean, usually they circle back, and and maybe their friends will see whatever it is that's going on. You know, I know with our giveaways, we have people tag, they'll they'll tweet the campaign, right? It'll look organic. It uses our referral link to track. It doesn't say I entered a giveaway, but it's it's an organic tweet. And then so publishers share that, more people start tweeting. Now you're actually helping yourself. (laughs) with, while you're helping everybody, you know, kind of get awareness of what's going on with your promotions. It's always good to share those, let people know in updates or on your page.
0: Yeah. So what are some of the other ways that people can do the paid opportunities? What are some of the things I mentioned banners? What are some of the other things people can do?
2: Oh, for us, for BGR? Yeah. So we offer, so we started doing giveaways, you know, that was, that was the thing that I just kind of understood. And as we grew, I've grown a pretty large email base. It's over. 22,000 right now. It's not huge. I kind of want to purge it down, but it's a good, it's a good open rate above average. So, you know, we do dedicated emails about a campaign or um, a game launch or anything, really, you know, it's, we we can feature emails. We do a a crowdfunding bundle where we offer banners, you know, before the campaign, during the campaign, during the late pledge. Uh, We started doing rule book editing and campaign editing. We're also, I've got a couple editors that I'm working with also to help on a visual level you know, tie in are, Do your mechanics, make sense with the images Are the icons good on the board. Is, is it colorblind friendly? Like a lot of people neglect that stuff. Does the icon make sense to the rule you're trying to do? So you can hire a regular rule book editor, but after I've started toying around with this, I'm like, wow, this is really cool that I have a friend who's a gamer and his an editor, you know, he can, we can look at this differently. It's not just, are the words right? Does it convey to a gamer properly too? Right. So we offer that. Um, we have banners that are tied to our giveaways. I personally think, Selling banners is a little hard to quantify on Facebook because it's not the same as a website. So I kind of include them with our giveaways. Otherwise, it's just hard to figure out what it's worth. You know what I mean? I just, I'm, I'm more of a straight shooter kind of guy. If I don't feel something's worth it, I'm not going to charge you. If somebody doesn't feel they're completely happy, I've given money back. It's like, I'm not here just to take people's money. I, I try to help our clients and, and work with people on a repeated basis. Like even you, man, you know, it's like, I want you to come back. I don't want you thinking, oh, that was a waste of money. I'm not going to work with them again. I'd rather charge less than what I say. I say I undercharge and over deliver, you know? So we try to keep our rates low. We try to do the best that we can. And I love, I love what I do. So it's fun.
0: Yeah, for sure. And a lot of this again, comes back to the referral links. It is amazing how often people sponsor content on the board game design lab and then they just send me the normal Kickstarter link if they oh, send God. me a link at all. A lot of times I have to right. go in and like find their campaign and get the link myself and then go back out there and, and post it different places and, and on the banners and in the uh, email e- weekly emails and things like that. It's like, send me a referral link. I know people get busy. I know launching a Kickstarter is super stressful. And it's hard. And there's a million things going yeah. on. Yeah, because Kickstarter is frustrating because you can't do it until after the campaign launches. And so it is challenging.
2: You can actually, but it, you have to email somebody. So I don't encourage it. It can yeah. be done, but GameFound lets you. So there's going to definitely be a shift for people to use that. That's a huge reason for me alone. Um, just being able to track from the beginning to the end and see, like I had some insane numbers for chip theory and I know their games are expensive, but I was floored and um, it just helps us quantify what we're doing, you know, versus Kickstarter where it's like, if we get you a thousand signups before you launch, if all those people hit back, that's not tracked. So you can't say we only got, you only got one or two backers from something because you don't know what Kickstarter sometimes. That's why the bit.ly links help. That's why you don't have other ways use Google analytics and try to try to figure out where your traffic's coming from. Yeah, for sure.
0: Well, Thomas, this has been great, man. Anything else you want to add? Anything we haven't covered yet?
2: I think, um, we covered a lot of good stuff, you know, reaching out to the, to the group owners, tracking what you're doing, making sure you're trying to engage with the community, you know, be honest and sincere. It's all basic stuff, right? I mean, that's where I come from. I, I don't, ha- I'm not an expert at a lot of this, but I have a lot of experience now and, and I've kind of learned as I go and I try to adapt. Definitely. Don't be afraid to try again. Don't get frustrated at stuff. If it ain't working, there's other factors you need to consider with all the algorithms and, and how many campaigns are out there and who you're competing against it's a tough time making games man we have like 20 projects launching this month that we're helping and it's crazy so don't give up make sure you, you start soon if not earlier there's never too soon to start working on your game especially sharing it with people and it's all marketing them every step of the way so early bird gets the worm as they say right that's about all i have to say uh,
0: definitely well, cool, man. Well, I, I've really enjoyed your group board game revolution. I have used your marketing services in the past uh, to help out my campaigns. I'm going to be using you again here pretty soon for RoboMind when it launches. And so, Sweet. yeah, as, as a testimonial, personally, I, I've got nothing but good things to say about the giveaways and the things that y'all. I appreciate it. That's Yeah, y'all do yeah that's what
2: we, I live off that because otherwise, you know, what's the point of doing it? <laughs> Everybody's yeah. going to talk, man. I just try to try to, um, I, I believe actions speak louder than words, man. I just try to hear to do what we can to help, you know, and play games. I want to check out your game too. (laughs) No doubt.
0: Well, cool, man. Well, Thomas, again, really appreciate your time. Really appreciate you joining me here on the show. Good luck with continuing to build the group 50,000 strong. Let's let's get it up to 60. Let's get it up to 100,000 and just kind of see where this thing goes. And uh, good luck with everything else you got going on right now.
2: I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having
1: me. Thanks for listening. Hosting for the Board Game Design Lab podcast is sponsored by Quartermaster Logistics